Hey guys, this is Josh Mullins with Sozo Life Ministries, and I'm going to continue the teaching on grace, the power of the gospel, and I'm going to really focus on a word today that we use very loosely in the Word of God, and it's the word salvation. And it has become a religious, overused word and betrays a lack of the true meaning of and that many people associate salvation with the initial born-again experience only. Now, Paul in Romans talks about here in chapter 1, verse 16, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. Those who have been exposed to the evangelical Christianity often believe that um, salvation is an experience, a one-time occurrence, when you get your past sins forgiven. It can it continues on indefinitely, and you grow into it, but there's a definite beginning place, an experience where you pass from death to life. Although this is true, it's incomplete. Biblical salvation isn't limited to only to its initial born-again experience when you get your sins forgiven. It's a package deal. Salvation is a package deal. And it's everything Jesus purchased for us through his sacrifice. Now, that word salvation in the Greek is the word sozo, S-O-Z-O. Now, this is what we call our ministry is Sozo Life Ministries, and the reason why we did it, we just didn't pick it out. It's something that was birthed in us. Uh, we really believe um, this is what the Lord, this is the package deal, and this is the purpose why we do this gospel. Now, the Greek word for Sozo is the word save and it was translated in the new, in the in many times in the new testament it means more than just forgiveness of sins it's also healing deliverance and prosperity sozo save is an all inclusive word that summarizes everything that Christ provided for us through his death burial and resurrection this is the atonement, a well-pleased sacrifice, which is Christ Jesus. So when we read this scripture here in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to sozo, to healing, to deliverance, to forgiveness of sins, for prosperity, for joy, for peace, for, um, there's all kinds of things in there, for patience, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So, Sozo was applied to healing a number of times in the New Testament. In James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says, Is any one among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, atoning, or anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save, sozo, the sick. And the prayer of faith will heal, 
the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So this word sozo is used twice in this verse, in these two verses, to because salvation is the forgiveness of sins, but it's also healing. So the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise him up and he, if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Salvation is a package deal. It's not only the forgiveness of sin, but also includes healing, deliverance, prosperity. Therefore, when the scripture says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, it's not just talking about our initial born-again experience, that when our sins got forgiven. It also means that the gospel, the grace of God, is the power of God unto healing, unto deliverance, unto prosperity, unto everything that comes to us as a result of being born again. It's talking about our relationship with God. So do you need healed? Do you need to be healed today? The power for healing is in the gospel. Do you need to be prospered financially? The power for financial prosperity is in the gospel. Do you need to be delivered from the power of demonic influence, from depression, from yourself, or from something else? The power for deliverance is in the gospel. Now I want to share with you what Satan, what his biggest weapon is. You might be thinking, I've heard the gospel and I still need healing in my body. I don't believe we truly understand the gospel. It's more than just understanding that Jesus came to the earth to set us free. It's also understanding how God set us free through Jesus coming coming to earth. It's how we relate to God based on grace, what Jesus did instead of what we did. Amen. So so Satan tries to get us to earn the things of God to make ourselves our own Savior, to put faith in what we've done instead of faith in what Christ did. And our only means of receiving from God, this is his biggest weapon against us. He tries to make it seem like we have to perform in order to receive anything from God. The devil cannot effectively discredit anything God has done. Anyone who has had an encounter with the Lord and has any sense at all knows that God is beyond being disputed, challenged, or questioned in any way. His perfect and faithful, or He is perfect and faithful. So all His promises are true. It's not even an issue. So instead of coming right out and telling people that God doesn't heal, prosper, deliver today, Satan deceives them into thinking that they must do something in order to earn God's provision. This causes them to doubt the Lord's willingness to use His ability on their behalf. So instead of relating to and and receiving from God based on His grace, goodness, and mercy, they try to earn God's gift through human effort. Can you see how this, this lie is contrary to the gospel? It's a lie. People have come, you know, 
come to me and, you know, I've prayed for many people in my time and they've come to me and told me, you know, that they need healing and they've done everything that they've knew to do. They they said, I fasted, I prayed, I studied the word, I pay tithes, I go to church every day or, or every Sunday, and I'm doing the best I can. And you're trying to figure out why you're not getting healed. Well, the reason why you're not getting healed is because you don't have, um, you don't trust in him. You trust in what you're doing for him. Now this, you're placing the burden on yourself that doesn't even need to be there. So this is why you're not getting healed. You think that if you're good enough, if you do all these things, if you perform well, then God's going to heal you. No, it's the grace of God, and it's what Jesus did that heals us, that sozo us, that sozos us. So, and I'm not saying, you're, you're probably like, well, then what are, you, what are you saying? Should I not read my Bible? Should I not tithe? Should I try not to, be, you know, should I, shouldn't I try to be good? No, I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, read all these things. These things are byproducts to our faith, to our salvation, to the grace. You know, we should be in a relationship with the Lord. We should, because He has given, grace puts things into our account, he placed by him dying on the cross for us, taking what belonged to us and crucifying it, which was our sin nature our and everything that we were deserving of. He crucified that thing. So he has placed everything into our account. What did he place into our account? He placed... Sozo into our account. Salvation, healing, deliverance. He's placed authority into our account. He's placed provision into our account. He's placed um, love, joy, peace, uh, wisdom. He's placed all this in our account. Now, reading the Word, the reading the Word and knowing Him makes you aware of these things. They're already freely given unto us by grace. So you should read your Bible. You should do these things, but don't let that take the place of thinking that if I do this, God's going to perform for me even more, or or God's going to love me more, and I'm going to be no. That's not what that's that's not what this is all about. So Paul totally preached against all this performance in in a. A man's performance. He wrote this letter to a group of people who were being influenced by Jewish thought. The Jewish mindset was based on concept that you had to keep the law to do these things, and only if you are holy enough would God accept you. In other words, this was a religious system. It was Pre, you know, God is God and you're a sinner. He's angry with you. Unless you repent, there will be no mercy for you. There will be no healing for you. There will be no prosperity or provision for you. There will be no joy. There will be nothing for you. 
if you don't do all these things, you're going to be doomed for punishment. So Paul came along and said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. This is the word gospel has be this word gospel has become such a religious term that many who embrace it today don't even really know what it means. But in Paul's day, they knew exactly what he was saying. That's why he stoned them. That's why they were mad at him. He was talking to people who were literally trying to scare the devil out of people through fear of wrath and punishment. That was their total approach to God. Into this mindset walked the apostle of grace, saying, I am not ashamed to tell people about the goodness, grace, and mercy of God. The Lord loves us in spite of who we are and what we have done. Now, that, that's good news. That is good news. Thank God for His good news and His grace. Now, He has placed in every man an intuitive knowledge, something we know that there's a God. We know every one of us know there's a God. Intuitive means knowing that something feels to be true even without a conscious reasoning. It's like an instinct. You just know. And we know that we know, we all know when we do wrong. We know what is right from wrong. We know. Because when you do wrong, you're sneaking around and doing things you know you shouldn't do. Now, of course, the religious people of Paul of Paul's days thought this was a terrible this was terrible what what is he preaching people need to recognize and relate to god based on how sorry they are we are nothing but worms in his sight no good this is really a deception god is angry with me i have to improve and do all these things that's wrong on the surface it looks like they're really turning from self but in reality it's actually making that person's relationship with god dependent on themselves how much they've done for the Lord, how holy they are, how much they've denied themselves, how good they are. This is actually a very self-centered, self-dependent way of approaching God. We don't approach God that way. We approach Him by throwing ourselves at the mercy of Him. We approach Him about His goodness because we are, we are not good compared to Christ. So Paul came along and talked about God's goodness and grace. He said to, to just receive by grace. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance in Romans 2.4. The only way we can turn from self-reliance is by putting all of our faith, dependence, and hope in God's goodness, mercy, and grace. Aren't you glad for that? It's the gospel that has the power in it. Our holiness and efforts to perform won't set us free from guilt and condemnation. We need to humble ourselves and say, Father, I can't do it. I do need a Savior. And I come to you and throw myself upon your goodness, mercy, and grace. That's what breaks the dominion of sin over us. Since most people relate to God based on fear instead of love, no doubt the immediate response of those Paul was writing to would have been, but you can't do this. People have to know how ungodly they are. How will they turn from their sins unless they understand God's wrath? Paul answered this question by saying, For the wrath of God is revealed 
from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto them. This is in Romans chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. So God's wrath has already been revealed intuitively inside of every person. Each individual has within them an intuitive knowledge, a knowing of God's wrath against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. So when someone wonders, if I just tell people about the goodness of God, what will make them understand that they are sinners in need of a salvation? Who need to turn from sin? Paul answers, Paul answers was that they, that they already knew. Paul already told them that they already knew in their hearts. People already know that they, are, they aren't God, but sinners in need of salvation. So there is, they, every man knows. Every man knows when they're wrong and they've done wrong. We know that. And we don't need to be bashing people over the head, telling them. I mean, there's a time for that to tell them, but we don't need to be bashing them over the head, saying that you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Shame on you. We tell them how good they are. We tell them how good they are. So there is no excuse. There's no excuse. When people profess to be holy and they are in need of no Savior, they are lying. Amen. They are lying to themselves. So, I am going to continue this tomorrow because there's some other things that I want to get into and um but I want you to write uh maybe text message or send a message through and just kind of if you have any responses or any questions feel free to bring those up and we will answer every one of them God bless you and have a good evening.